Hey y'all, welcome back to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. I'm your host, Heather McFadden, and this is the place where I get to walk alongside you and connect you with people and resources so you know that you don't mom alone. And in this episode, number 406, I'm welcoming back to the show, my friend, Courtney DeFeo. It's felt like that, like a horse just bumping up against a boundary or a gate that's like, it's not right now. And that's okay. And he's taught me in that shrinking that it's okay. And it's okay to just like you would feel joy and grief and the same thing. You can hold both of them. You can hold disappointment and you can hold energy and passion around things and just have to keep sitting with them like we do at lunch. This is week five in our Right Where You Belong series, a series we're doing to talk about my new book, Right Where You Belong. And I wanted to have Courtney on the show because I included her story in one of the chapters of the book. And you'll hear that excerpt. I'll read it in this episode. So far in our series, we've talked through when you feel like you're missing out and to recognize that if we're in the middle of God's will, we're not missing out. Go check out that interview with Vanitha Risner. And then we talked through identifying your God-given space. If we need to know God's will and what he's inviting us into, we need to look at the boundary lines he's given us. So time and place, we talked through with clear. Uh, Then we talked through wiring and experiences with Sally Clarkson. Last week, we talked through, okay, you may be seeing the spaces he's asking you to occupy, but some of them can seem like they're conflicting. How do we discern that? How do we listen to God? And we talked to my friend Caroline Cobb about that. And this week, we're talking about how do you fill those spaces? Sometimes our spaces feel smaller and we have to pull back in certain places. Sometimes we've been overstepping our boundaries and we have to recognize where we're doing that in our life. And so we're talking about the shrinking and the swelling of ourselves in relation to these spaces. And Courtney, I wanted to have on the show because she is an author and a speaker. She's an entrepreneur. She's created so many different things. I've watched her over the years. And for a season, God put a pause button on all of that doing and making and creating. And we talked through that. What did that look like for her? How does she lean into God? How does that impact relationships and how she communicates her purpose and her value and her worth to other people? And I just wanted to share her story in case you are in a similar place where it feels like you're stepping away from a career or something that the world seems as big to fill a space that you feel God is directing you to. So talking through that today, can't wait to share with you. Let's get right to it. And don't forget, Right Where You Belong is now available wherever books are sold. You can find a link in the show notes. Would love for you to get a copy and for it to encourage you. All right, now let's get right to it. Here we go. Connie DeFeo, welcome back to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. Heather, it is my pleasure to be here today. Loving your green. The folks can't see, but you are killing it and you're Kelly Green. Kelly Green. I'm ready. Yeah. St. Patty's. It's, it's let's everywhere. Go. It's everywhere Although, right now. And I'm I'm here for it. I mean, I don't mind being pinched. I'll just say that. Yeah. But <laughs> green is my color. This green is my color. Is that on your color wheel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Girl, today. I'm so thankful you are willing to get on here because part of your story is in my book. Mm -hmm. And I know you and I have had countless conversations on the topic of what is my God-given space? What does God want me to do with my time, my energy, my wiring? You have so many gifts. You have so many experiences that you have used in the corporate setting. You have used to encourage me. And it's like, 
where where do I put this stuff? And I'm raising two mm-hmm. kids and I've yeah. got this husband. Anyway, I want to talk through all the things as if, you know, here we are at Panera or wherever we are. Yeah. Yeah. And so that whoever's listening, they can relate like this is this is the conversations she is having yes. with her friends. Yeah. Well, it's funny you start there because I was going to tell the people um, that you're exactly who you are. And mm. I have like, you're getting so big time now that people are like, you know, Heather, <laughs> and I'm like, uh, yes, I do. And <laughs> you're just who you are, who you've always been. You're a park counselor. You're just a champion, a rally. And I'm pumped. I'm jealous, not jealous. I'm just pumped. Everybody gets to sit with you in this way. I'm just thrilled because you offer such wisdom and it's always from the Lord. And we can complain and talk about our stage or our kids. And then somehow the conversation redirects back to you. Court, this is who you are. Don't lose sight of that. This is who God is. And you're such a champion. And so I thank you for putting the work in um, and doing another book for us. You're awesome. Well, you are the ultimate cheerleader. It's one of your gifts. It's one of your wirings. And I think that, you know, should I just read your section of the book? Sure. Would that orient people? That would orient people. Okay. Here we go. I even say it. Okay. My friend Courtney DeFeo is the ultimate cheerleader and connector. True, true. I don't say that in the book, but true, true. Um, (laughs) If if someone she knows deserves celebrating, you better believe she's bringing balloons. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What I appreciate about my friend is how her painful stretching, because I was talking about shrink or swell is the um, chapter. And sometimes occupying a God-given space requires some stretching in a way that is painful. Mm -hmm. Um, And for you, that was actually in occupying a smaller space, Mm -hmm. which in our brains were like stretching to be smaller feels that uh, feels yeah no it's stress um, it's now. stretching that's right mm-hmm. both courtney and her husband ron held prominent leadership positions at a global pr firm as time went on courtney and ron had two gorgeous girls emphasis <laughs> added by me and moved into different careers courtney began writing speaking and creating family culture resources while ron moved into various corporate positions Eventually, his roles required more time and energy, and she realized for their family to function the way she desired, she needed to pull back some of the work she was doing outside the home. While that was a challenging decision, she felt God's leading and assurance in it. At the end of 2021, Ron was promoted to senior vice president and chief communication officer for American Airlines, no small thing. When he was given the role, his boss, who was retiring, took the time to encourage Courtney with these words. You are a force of nature behind Ron. You took a step back so he could take a step forward. While Courtney cute loves tears. Cute, cute tears. Cute Pause tears. for the tears. Because <laughs> there's lots of women listening that has been that has been their journey. That's and we'll right. talk more about sometimes it's not a choice. But while Courtney loves being a stay-at-home mom, she is also an achiever. When she and Ron were peers working at the global PR firm, Courtney had dreams of being a CEO one day. So receiving words of encouragement and her choice to fill a seemingly smaller space than she had imagined filling gave her the boost she needed to keep going. Mm. It's not easy, right? It's not easy in these. And we were saying earlier, like, we understand. Y'all don't need to DM me. Don't need to me an email. There are privileges and choices but this this is Courtney's assignment. These are Ron's assignment. Yeah. yeah he yeah. is being assigned to this massive role at a international airline. And yeah. you are his partner. And this is your like combined yeah. assigned space. Yeah. 
And, well, and I think there's times you and I have talked that I'm like, oh, I don't want to feel like this whiny kid that's like, oh, ho-hum. It's like, there's a great, I'm living a great life. But it's also challenging professionally and personally when it just looks different than you thought or you've had a bad day. And you're like, really? Like, you know, I'm not in the baby diaper changing stage, but you're like, really? Like I'm doing carpool and Sonic again and you just need an attitude adjustment. But um, yeah, I, one of my mentors said, you've got a Cadillac engine under the hood. Like, it's just hard to turn it off. And I'm like, or like another illustrations, I've always saw myself as like this Mustang behind the gate. That's like the gate is down, like in a race. And it's like, Hey, when they graduate, that gate's pulling up and dudes, I'm out of here. Like I'm just racing. But um, it's felt like that, like a horse just bumping up against a boundary or a gate. That's like, it's not right now. And that's okay. And he's taught me in that shrinking that it's okay. And it's okay to just like you would feel joy and grief and the same thing. You can hold both of them. You can hold disappointment and you can ho- hold energy and passion around things and just have to keep sitting with them. Like we do at lunch, wrestling. Is this the time? Is this a bad idea? You know, because I wish God would write us a script and say, today on this day, while your kids court are in eighth and 10th, you are going to write one book, not two. You're going to do three podcasts, not 12. And I wish he would give us a script, but he doesn't. But it's, yeah. it's, it's a roller coaster. And I know there's so many moms out there like me that are facing that, you know, just constant tension, constant struggle, sometimes great days and sometimes teary and just disappointed at what it looks like. Yeah. Well, and we talk in the book about, you know, your boundary lines, like you said, Mm -hmm. you're bumping up on those boundary lines. And I think it's key to recognize that they do shift and change, but there are some that stay the same. Like Mm -hmm. we can talk about timing. So in this season, like you said, the ages your girls are, the time that's available based on Ron's position, that's an important boundary line for you in this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. place. You called me up the day you got the like, uh, we're moving to Dallas. What schools <laughs> should my kids go to? And other yeah. people are listening like, oh my gosh, I have done that. I've had to uproot the whole family. And yeah. I know that there's an aspect of you that would love to be back home where your mom and dad are for that sure. you love for dearly. Sure. And so that's an, that's a space that you've had to be like, okay, how do I own Dallas? <laughs> like yes. that, how do I make this be where I thrive when I'd rather right. be, you know, back home? Well, yeah. And it's funny you bring that up. I was thinking that this morning as I was thinking about our talk, we have actually been pretty intentional. There's Florida was the hardest. I went from Atlanta where my whole family was. We moved to Florida for one of his jobs and I had in my heart, I don't know if it was just wishful thinking that we wouldn't be there very long. So there was a a temporary nature to it. It's like, okay, if we're going to be here three or four years, God, what do you want to do with me? What do you want to do with us? And it's almost like leave a place better than you found it is kind of our motto. And and going into churches like that, like, let me go into a church, not for what are you going to give me? Like, I want to get, get, get from this church. It's like, what do you want Ron and I uniquely to pour into these friends, this school? Um, And so that's given me great purpose to say like it's not at a national PR firm, but it's at this school. So now that we're in Dallas, I don't know how long we'll be here, but it's been longer than I thought. And so I'm enjoying these relationships and going like, I don't know that we'll be here forever. So what people, what places, what church, what girls, like I'm really into my friend, my girl's friends. Um, do you want me to spend some time with? Because it won't always be there. And I know people say this, but it really, I will be always able to write. I will always be able to speak for the most part, but there's not, there's a limited time that we're probably here in Dallas and a limited time that I'm going to have teenagers flowing through my home. And so um, I'm not to paint it to be easy, but it's, it helps me prioritize to be like, all right, what are things I can do in 10 years? What are things I can do only right now? I think it's a really healthy perspective though, that not a lot of people have when they get to a new 
place, especially if you know mm-hmm. you're only going to be there a short time, like to think, how am I going to make it better? How am I going to serve the people in this church? Like that to me is not the typical. Mm. I, yeah. I think I would personally say, um, why is no one calling me? Right. Why am I not getting invited? Like, yeah. as if they all knew I moved there, as if everyone got an alert on their phones. Like, That's FYI, what... Heather McFadden just moved. So yeah. call her up. They don't know. They don't I mean, know. you called. Kay called. I've had friends that called in the winter. But I like would say people like, you like, already had connections yeah, with. But it's right, not exactly. like randos are going to get this for alert. Sure, no, for no. sure. Orlando, I would say I was pretty cranky. I was missing my church. I would like lay in the bed. <laughs> oh my God, so embarrassing. Holding my laptop on Sundays, watching Andy Stanley's sermons from North Point, just crying. Ron's like, uh, do you miss Andy? And I'm like, I don't know. I miss the whole thing. I miss I miss where we worshiped. I miss the feeling in the room. I miss my friends. And so it took me a while. I kind of had one foot in Georgia, one foot in Orlando, and was not fully investing in those relationships until like the very end. It was probably four years in. So to tell people it takes time, I was finally like, okay, I need to just let go of what I thought would be with Atlanta. And spend more time pouring into the people here. And I got some really lifelong friends. But I remember they were walking out. These two moms were saying goodbye to me the last night. And we all three just boohooed at the door and hugged each other. And I was like, I could have had these girls two or three years ago if I had not been so cranky about it. And so I knew going into Texas, like, I got to handle this different. So I definitely went in with a, I don't know how long I'll be there. Don't be pouting about where you're not. And just like you say, occupy your space. We're currently in Dallas. So how can I be open to what he has for us here? And it has been a much better move than the first time because I'm less clingy. But, you know, God takes time to teach all those things. Well, even I mean, I don't know if people are familiar with DFW, but it's big. Okay, Mm -hmm. so you are like, which area of Dallas should I move? And you could have moved closer to me. Okay, but it doesn't fit with you would see your husband less like there's a time element of like, okay, but the DFW and the American Airlines like those are farther out. That's right. Choose a community that's farther out. Anyway, I just think that even in that choice, there was a little surrender of like, would I like to be able to borrow sugar from Heather? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Would I like to see my husband? Yes. Yeah, he works as you can imagine. They get thirty thousand complaints a week. It's always something, you know. Something hey, is always. Don't send out. in your complaints to. Don't send in your complaints. Just no. They need to know if like you smell fuel, but they don't need to know. <laughs> like, there's just chronic cranky pants. It's like I'm using that word a lot this time, but that's okay. Chronic complainers that are like, you know, you're clogging up the system. We need to know if Judy left her laptop or that. <laughs> Karen didn't make it to her brother's funeral. Like those things are important. So I feel like the system gets clogged up. Me personally speaking on people that are just chronic mad and are just taking it out on Twitter. But all that to say, we did look at the areas. I was so wanting to be near UNK. And then I was like, I need him home. Like I need, he needs to be able to get to the girls soccer game in 10 or 15 minutes on the event that he could do that. And so he is, he's 10 or 15 minutes from home. He's 10 or 15 minutes from the school. And it's allowed him to pop in and be present. And my kids have loved that. And he's a great dad. I want to help y'all out. And I have the perfect Mother's Day gift, whether it's your mom, your mother-in-law, your grandma, maybe even a favorite aunt. Uh, This is the Skylight digital photo frame. What I love about it is it's super meaningful and it's a great way to stay in touch with those you love because I know for our family, we are super busy. Even for my in-laws who live 
in the same city as we do, we often don't get to see them as much as we'd like. But with the skylight digital frame, if we're at an event or something happens with the boys or we go on a trip, I can easily, from my phone, just email that picture to the email address associated with the frame and it goes straight to their frame. Not only can I send pictures, but I can give that email address to Bruce's sisters, one who lives in London, and they can send pictures. And so Bruce's parents are getting updates all the time with pictures. They can interact with them. They can love the picture. It scrolls through the pictures constantly. So it's a great reminder of past memories and times together and whatever the kids have. As the kids are growing, they're growing so fast. I also love that it sets up really easily in less than a minute, even if you aren't very tech savvy. So they plug it in, they connect it to the Wi-Fi, and it's good to go. It comes in a 10-inch or a 15-inch touch screen, and it holds thousands of photos. It's 100% satisfaction guaranteed. If you or your loved one doesn't love it, they will offer a full refund. You could even preload your favorite photos before you give it for Mother's Day. And so surprise them with photos they didn't even know you had. I think it's such a great option. If you want to check it out now as a special Mother's Day offer, get 10% off up to $30 off your frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash alone. That's right. Get 10% off up to $30 off your purchase of a skylight frame. Just go to skylightframe.com slash alone. I'm going to spell out skylight frame. S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash alone. Well, there's that. (laughs) There's the the timeline of boundary line. There's the place boundary line that you've had to like adjust to. Yeah. Your wiring is your wiring and you said it. You've got the Cadillac under the hood. You've got the Mustang at the gate. Wait, like... You are very aware of your gifts, right? Like, do you, I mean, we tell you, but do you own them? Do you recognize and you're like, I just need to find a place to put them? Well, there's been seasons um, and all of this is seasonal. You know what I mean? Like if you were to have this conversation with me two years ago, it would look different than two years before that. Like you said, ages of kids, my health has been a thing. And so, yeah, I, there's been times where I thought, was I delusional? Like, did I just think I was super gifted and I'm just like faking it? You know what I mean? But I've had <laughs> enough healing prayer and I've had enough friends that walk closely with Jesus that call it out specifically. Yeah. And they call it out when I am doubting it. And so it feels like directly like a hug from God that's like, you have some massive talents. And so looking like for me, 10 years ago when we probably met, it was like, if I got a book idea, I was writing the proposal. I was going straight to the publisher. I was like, let's get that thing out by Thursday. Or <laughs> If I had an idea for girls, it wasn't just like an Instagram or just an encouragement to my kids. I'm like, let's make this a curriculum. So I had a whole lot of energy and now I'm pausing, which is just so unlike me to go. I do have two books that are sitting in my phone and my notes, and I've just been taking notes on them for probably two or three years. And I don't feel this like crazy urgency. urgency. Yeah. I think, you know, our kids, like it's very tangible right now. Larson's in eight, Ella's in 10th. Like those years, I'm like, (gasps) It's like, that's not very long that they're here. And um, not that they're dying in 12th grade, but they're just not in your well, home every day. And you'll find even when she gets her car and like she's driving away. Oh, like, yeah, she is. She is. Like, it's just, they're just, they're busy. Nobody talks about that, by the way. Nobody says, hey, age 16, it's big it deal. changes. It's, yeah, a it's a big, big deal. deal. 
Yeah. Cause they're just gone. And you're like, well, I hope they tip the waiter. Did we talk about that? I don't know. <laughs> there's like safety stuff, but then there's like, she's literally gone. Oh my there, word. Yeah. There's the emotional side of like, Oh, now our, like for me, Oh, our family of six, you know, I told you the box of books just came in. I'm like, well, when would we have a moment where all six of us are even yeah. around for me to open it? And I thought, Oh, that just made me so sad. Like, I know. I know. But it's so true. I mean, Right. Yeah. But then right. as far as like what they know to do, there's a book I'm reaching, I'm pointing back here. There's a book that's like raise them ready or something. And it has what they should know how to do by certain age groups. And I was reading it out loud to Knox and he just thought it was ridiculous. He's like, yeah. And then know how to launch a rocket in outer space. <laughs> he just thought it sounded like. So I read good. one of those lists and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I know how to do 50% of that. So I, know, I thought as an adult, I need the, I need the launching. Help me yeah. launch. I'm, yeah, 40, yeah. I'm 46. I love yeah, it. No, but I think, you know, what you said, you know, where you might doubt your gifting, you had other people pointed out to you and remind you. That's right. You had God through inner healing mm-hmm. prayer. Mm-hmm. Can you tell like a two, like a quick little, like what you just got prophesied over you or is that? Yeah. Information? Yeah. You know what you, um, about two years ago, maybe I can't remember a year and a half. You gave me someone in Dallas and I still need to go through the notes, but it was, inc- that was the first time I stepped into a healing prayer based on your recommendation. And it was so, I've never met these ladies before. They wrote pages and pages. And I've tucked it away in my journal. So, so helpful. And just speaks directly to your heart in a way that you're like, only God could have known that deep ache in my heart and spoke, you know, spoken some things over it. So then I got invited to go to Nashville this week with another lady and um, never met her before. Um, she's known in the prophetic world. And I was a little nervous. I'm like, is this going to be weird? Like a snake's coming. I don't understand what's about to happen. Banners, as they're dancing. But she, yeah, she ended yeah. up praying for two hours over me. But the first 10 minutes, I said, I'm going to send to you. I wish we could play it because it's pretty cool. But just again, speaking directly to this heart. And she really circled around. It's okay that you're disappointed. Like what I thought I was going to be at Chick-fil-A headquarters or the PR firm or whatever. I was disappointing. It was disappointing because I saw myself, but I love being a mom. That's all I've ever wanted. So I'm not disappointed in that place. It's just like I had to let go of a piece and even let go of Atlanta in ways that just felt really personal. And so she spoke into those areas and it just felt like God was like sneaking up against me. And then she spoke directly to my talents and was like, I don't think, you know, she was like, this is how big this is going to be, or this is how God's going to use you. And it was like, just gave me a fresh wind of like, okay, I'm not a 40 something year old, you know, let it go has been, you know, I've got work to do, especially around the kingdom. Like if it ties to people knowing Jesus and people loving each other, I'm all about it. Like if she was like, Hey, you're going to launch a, um, fingernail, um, color (laughs) company, a dryer company. I'd be like, no, I don't have time for that. But if it's like related to people's lives changing, families getting closer, people knowing Jesus, I'm all in. I just have to taper myself and not run out of the gate too hard that I flatten with a headache or whatever. So yeah, um, like I think I hope people are hearing that this is messy and it's just, there's not a clear and it can be confusing. And so I think that I'm so thankful I have you and I hope that people listen to this and then have friends that they can go like, this is what I'm hearing. Is this off, you know, or even shrinking, going the other way. Like, I think I'm supposed to step out now. What does that look like? And I will say if you're, if there's two ends of the scales, I probably hover on not neglect, but helicopter mom hovering obsessed. Like my natural reaction is to make my entire life about my kids, which is great. But Sissy Goff, our friend has said, it's not great. 
You know what I mean? So they have got, Mm -hmm. it's not healthy. And so I'm having to push myself and not use it under the banner or the excuse of like, well, I just want to be present for my kids. Cause I do, but I can make that be an excuse to shrink down in a way that's like, I'm scared of this big thing that even God's telling me, but I'm just going to be home with my kids. So it's complicated. I would say if you're like me and you want to go all in, it's good for them to see you. Like they were like, mom, where are you going? Oh, cool. Like it's good for them to pack their own lunch. And to figure out how to get home from carpool and to have their clothes ready. Like these are all good things for them at, my, at the age of teens to figure it out. And they can. Um, and so my job is to balance and discern with the Lord. When is too far? When do I need to pull back? When do I need yeah. to wait a season and not act? Like if I get an idea on Thursday, we're not acting on Tuesday. We're just pacing ourselves, <laughs> knowing it may be from him, but waiting for affirmation and and weighing the cost. I think I talked about it earlier. It's like, that's a great idea. But if I was traveling all next summer, I would miss chances to go do college visits with Ella. And so trying to just weigh the cost of, you know, we yeah. can't do it all. I'm sorry to say we can't do it all. We cannot do it all. And I think it's, I want to so des- desperately. And it's like we said, you can't compare your journey if you're listening to Courtney's and her mm-hmm. decisions because I have other friends who are struggling because their husband is out of work. And so they're having to step into a space mm. they don't really want to. And they're having to check their posture and their perspective on that. And like, yeah, yeah. God help me. I don't want to fill this space. And it's like, right. That's a stretching for them. I right. also heard you talk through like this enmeshment of our spaces and our kids spaces. And like, how do we mm. kind of hold those lines of not needing their contentment, their happiness to be where we find our contentment and happiness, like that we can, we could be a stay-at-home mom, or we could be a mom that works outside the home and in, in either case, we could be enmeshed. Like that's right. Believe that's the right. lie that because I'm not fully present, that they're not going to be okay. And it's like all that guilt and shame that we hold, or like I am fully present, and so then it's going to keep them from ever having anything hard. Is another like right lie Let that me we give can you fall a into. Super tactical example, if we have time. Yeah. So yes, years ago, I thought I really want to speak into moms and daughters tween space. I couldn't find what you're looking for. And it was more of like third, fourth, fifth grade, those pain points. Like I I could see girls struggling with friendship, body, identity, faith, all those things. And I was like, this is really bugging me. There was a lot of good Bible studies and I can tell you all about them, but I didn't have one that was topical. Like where are the girls hurting? How do we biblically speak into that? So long story short, launched a curriculum called Treasured. Loved it. It was great. But I could have ridden that train and done a whole like company and thing. And it got so overwhelming. I'm like, that's not my job. Like my job was to get the resource out there, but I didn't feel peace about keeping it going, which is kind of odd. Cause you're like, sorry, peace. I haven't been on the Instagram account in <laughs> a couple of years, but I still had the heart for the girls and their moms. So now what that looks like in a limited or shrinking down space is I lead 10th grade girls at my church on a Wednesday. It's not thousands of people. It's 10 girls. And I get to, my daughters are there, but they're in their other groups. And so I get to kind of watch their world. And I've asked them, like, do you want me to go away? This is that merging where you're like, do you want me to go? No, they're like, no, 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 mommy should totally be here. So they love it for me to be around and see what they're learning, but I'm not their small group leader. So Ella has somebody else, Larson has somebody else. And then I'm getting to pour into 10 girls specifically, which is so great because like, I've had one girl say, I was thinking about suicide tonight. And I get to know her and Mm -hmm. text her. I get another girl that says, I have no friends, zero friends. I'm like, I'm your friend. So as much as God has used treasured, I don't know the thousands of people that have lifted it up. I know these 10 girls. I could name them right now. I have a limited time with them. They'll be graduating in two years. 
And it's felt so deeply fulfilling in a way that I can't describe. And our, our, our culture says more is better. And it's not true. It's just not true. When I heard the story behind Thrive Cosmetics, I was sold. But then when I tried their products, I was like, even better. A product that is clean and works great, I am all in. And I've been loving their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. It is similar to one I'd been using for years, but it's cleaner and it works so fantastic. It has more than 25,000 five-star reviews for a reason because it looks like I have lash extensions, but I don't have the damaging glue or the cost. And it creates, they have this proprietary tubing formula, which makes a tube basically around each lash. It basically wraps around the lash. And so it lengthens and allows your lashes to grow because when you go to take off your mascara, it slides right off with warm water and a washcloth. You don't even need soap. So it lasts all day without clumping or smudging or flaking. So it's like this really great combo of staying on when you need it to, but coming off easily when you don't need it anymore. And it has these nourishing ingredients that support longer, stronger, healthier looking lashes over time. It is their best-selling product. I think it's fantastic that Thrive Cosmetics is also 100% vegan, cruelty-free. They also have a bigger-than-beauty cause, which means in Thrive Cosmetics, they give a portion of every purchase, supports organizations, and helps communities thrive, those battling domestic abuse, homelessness, cancer, and so many more. So you have to try Thrive Cosmetics for yourself. Right now, you can get an exclusive 15% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com forward slash DMA. That's Thrive Cosmetics and cause is spelled out C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S.com slash DMA for 15% off your first order. We have been talking about filling your space and maybe you're in a position where you're hiring people and you need some help finding the right people to go in the right places. And so I want to connect you with a fantastic tool. It's called Indeed. And Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. You're not going to spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills. When you can do all of that with Indeed, you can find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like their instant match, assessments, and virtual interviews. If you hate waiting, Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment you sponsor a job. What I think is great is their instant match. So candidates you invite to apply through their instant match are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in a search. With instant match, as soon as you sponsor that post, you're going to get a short list of quality candidates who match your job description and you invite them to apply right away. Indeed does all the hard work work for you. Once you sponsor that job, boom, Instant Match shows you those candidates immediately and you can start hiring fast. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide that are using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows when you're growing your business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash DMA 
to start hiring now. Just go to indeed.com slash DMA. Indeed.com slash DMA. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. You need to hire? You need Indeed. What I love is that's that fourth boundary line of experience. Your experience as a mom of this tween age group, which I agree, it's a sleeper age. Nobody talks about that 11. (laughs) It's like they question their faith. They struggle with their friendships. I mean, boys Uh even have body image because some of them grow really tall. I mean, height-wise and anyway, strength. So it's a sleeper age. And I think you said, oh, you noticed, okay what could I do? I do Mm -hmm. have these gifts and I do have these girls and I can make this. And then you, you right-sized yourself to say, okay, making it ginormous is not within my realm right now, but I can, this is what God's assigned me. And that's significant because I think so many of us are looking for significance by, you know, 10,000 likes on Instagram or just a lot Mm -hmm. of external applause. And it's like, well, what, what if what God's inviting you into to move is, is right here in front of you. And it's significant. Yeah. You're, di- you're yeah, diminishing yeah. it as important or essential right. because that's right because you're not getting those applause and or dollars or whatever it is. But it's like it's as significant too if you do get called to the stage. If that is right. what you and your relationship with God is about, that's and, right. I, and I'm thinking, I was thinking about what you said with this prophetic word and the inner healing prayer. I was picturing David in a cave, fleeing for his life mm. from Saul. He had an anointing from Samuel, it said, you will be the next king. Yeah. Yeah. So he's holding that. Like, I, I know I've been promised not just a kingdom, but like an eternal kingdom. I know I've been promised. I know I'm pro- he's like holding it, holding it, even in these spaces where it's like, and I might die. Okay. Right. But, right. but I've been right. promised, I've been promised this. And so in Psalm 23, when it says you anoint my head with oil, that's him saying, I can walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Mm. The shadow would be of death being these people coming after me because I know that's right. This space is before me. And that may be that promise that we have of eternal salvation, that we will be in the presence of God forever. That may be the thing we hold on to, to say, I can live in this space that feels awful or not what I imagined, or I'm disappointed because I can hold on to this promise of what you have. For, for me sure. For yeah. sure. And I think we are, well, let me speak for me. I think I rush ahead of God's timing a lot. Oh, and I can look back over time now. I mean, I was 16 over the last 16 years where I've rushed ahead and thought, well, it was a glimmer of him. I mean, he put it in my spirit, but it could have been like, you know, heartburn or like <laughs> a squirrel. And I'm like, oh, I'm supposed <laughs> to do that. And I think that I look back and those weren't as blessed. It was like, I did it, but I rushed ahead of his timing. And then there's times I know I was in step with his timing and he has blessed my socks off with how that thing has done. And so I think just to say like, he's given you a, a heart or a spirit for something, don't discount it, but don't pounce and yeah. rush ahead of them because you may miss even the way it's supposed to go. And that's hard to do, but it takes friends, I guess, just pausing and processing. And and then on the flip end, it's like, don't hide it forever. Like if it's been in your notes for 10 years, it's like, let's dust that thing off and see, is yeah. God calling you to do that now? And not yeah. be afraid because it is scary to step out. Uh, when you're a mom, be like, uh, the last resume I had was in 1998. <laughs> think about this. <laughs> this is right. That's I love good. your laugh. <laughs> um, no, I, all of these things, and I keep hearing you're talking with friends, you're talking with friends. I want women to gather together and discuss these things. Like, okay, yeah. I'm feeling this, or I'm leading to this, or I'm feeling like pulling back here, or, 
you know, we're feeling a prompting to do this. And it's like, process that with your people, mm-hmm. you know, even yes. like that's a way to pause before the pounce. Like you said, that's like right. you've sent me mm-hmm. lots of ideas, lots of ideas. Yeah. I'm always yes. like, that's great, Courtney. I love yes. that. And I don't then know if I'm going to do that. We'll just see what happens. <laughs> we'll see. But so many great ideas. You're an ideator. I love it. Okay. So we've talked through that. Talk to us about the thing I shared when the gal was retiring and she did speak those words over you. Like, I know, yes, we're going to be humble and we're going to take our space. But when someone acknowledges it, what was that like? Well, particularly her, like the first time I met her, she was Ron's boss. We went to her house and I kind of told her, no, we went to her like penthouse, like this like upscale deal in Dallas with the elevator open. And I'm already nervous. Like, am I, are we playing dress up here? But she, um, she kind of asked me what I did. And I mentioned like I had this career and then I'm staying at home and her, her head just kind of tilted. Like she's never had kids. I think she was, a, I can't remember the exact phrasing, but it made me feel a little demeaned that like, oh my gosh, you're like hanging up your talents to like be a mom. Like it just, I left feeling kind of icky and just disappointed. Like, man, I wish she would have taken that moment to be like, good for you. So fast forward, you know, uh, six, seven years and she's retiring. And out of all the people God could have used, like he could have used you to come in and say, Hey, by the way, I'm so proud of Ron, but I noticed how you've stepped back so that he could step forward. He used her. Mm -hmm. And it was just so powerful because of her position, because of what she already thought of me. And I didn't know she was watching me. Like she later sent me an email with details of how she had seen Ron and I kind of go at this thing together. And it was just a needed affirmation that God knew I needed deep in my heart. And Ron has said it over and over again. And you're like, well, you have to say that because you're my husband. You have to say that. You know, if you tell your kids they're cute, they're like, well, you have to say that. You're my mom. But she didn't have to say that. And it was really powerful. And I just needed someone to acknowledge that. But I did, you know, take some steps back. And I'm so proud of him. And he would tell you right now, like, please let me be a stay-at-home dad and you go forward. But he makes too much. I'm like, sorry, dude, you're in it. (laughs) The way that the world works is that you make too much money. The You're men staying. still have a little bit more of the bunny of no. yeah, yeah, which is mm-hmm. sad. It's sad, but it is true. But honestly, he would in a second switch with me if it made sense for our family. So we've talked about that in retirement. I'm like, is this now he's like dialing down and we'll retire and come to the couch and then I'll just bust out of those gates and be on a tour. I don't know. We'll well, we haven't even talked talked. We haven't even talked about uh, his like brush with death that just happened. Oh yeah. Let's talk about it. There it's long and people can get the full story. I think I did a video over on Instagram. This is the only time you'll see Ron and I on a screen. That's how you can find it. He does not, <laughs> he's behind the screen, but, uh, he went for a executive physical through America and they pay out of pocket for them to do this physical at Cooper clinic once a year. And it's pretty awesome. And I love that they do it. And so, and well, on it's December just 1st, part about the fact that you guys said yes to this assignment. You know I what know. I mean? Like it all kind of fits I like know. by saying, yeah, let's go. This is part of that. Yeah. Yes. So he gets that perk. I love it. Cause I, they look at his heart. He's under a lot of stress. And then he said, Oh, you're due for a five-year scan. And he's like, Oh, cool. No symptoms. So I'm like, what place pays for like a full body scan? Well, they did. And they found pancreatic cancer, super, super small. And just the God's timing that it would be big enough to see it on the scan, but not big enough. Pancreatic cancer is a silent killer. You don't know until you're jaundiced and it's all over your organs. So he had a major surgery on 12-22 on this December 22nd, and it's literally all gone. No trace of it anywhere. They um, removed it through a pretty intense surgery, but he won't need chemo or radiation. And 
I share a lot about what God taught us, but one big aha, I was sitting there one day and he didn't say audibly, but it was like, Gort, have you had gotten your will, your wish, your deepest desire to move back to Atlanta, Ron probably wouldn't be alive. And it just rocked my heart that I'm like, even God knows my biggest desire that he loves me even more than that, that he would know I want my husband around. It's just crazy. And so it's definitely been eye-opening, soul-stirring, faith-awakening moment for us as a couple. And um, we've been married 20 years and I've joked with people. I'm like, it turns out I don't want him dead. I do like him. You do like him. (laughs) I do like him a lot. And you need, not that everybody needs a brush with death, but you need something that shakes you out of the roommate mundane, getting on each other's nerves to go like, at the end of the day, I love who you are. I need you in our family and I want you around. And it was, it was a blessing and a gift. Well, I appreciate you sharing your life with me and Mm. with everybody today. Um, One quick thing that popped in my head that we don't have to sit here too long, but that I hear sometimes moms who have made this choice and stepped, you know, maybe back or at this stretching Mm -hmm. is how they talk about themselves on the day to day. Mm, Yeah. Like like this, it almost feels like a shame. Yeah. I'm just a mom. I'm just a mom. Like, oh, well, I don't have anything to do. And it's like, how do we combat that? What do you do? I mean, do you have like things that you speak back to that or do you find yourself struggling with those? Narratives? I definitely struggle. But I think one thing I've had to learn recently is I've just got to get the statement ready. Almost like a key message. Like if someone were to come to you today, teenager and say, what are your strengths? You'd be ready. So if someone says, what do you do? I think we should think long and hard about what we say mm-hmm. to say, I get to stay home with my kids for the most part, but on the side, I have so much fun writing, speaking, and leading families or whatever. So it's not scripty, but you know, in your head that this is where you are. You're not embarrassed about it, but I think that's where the stumble comes, maybe an insecurity, but also just confusion. I'm like, I don't know. I've had like nine lives. I <laughs> I wear a lot of hats. So when someone says, what do you do? Yeah. I get stumbled and my insecurity comes in. Cause I want to say, Oh, thanks. I'm a senior vice president at Chick-fil-A and I run global marketing. Like I've been in those spaces. So to kind of retrain my brain that what I'm doing is just as valuable. It's just different. And there's not a higher value for what I was doing at Chick Fil A than it was it is here as a mom, but I think we got to coach ourselves on how to say that out of the gates so that we believe it, and we're kind of yeah. speaking truth over us every time we yeah. answer that question. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, yeah, I have lots of lots of thoughts on that, but <laughs> I want to hear them. I want to no, hear them. We, no, can no, no. we can go for two hours. Um, well, I think you're amazing. I think that you're a gift to so many that that's not mm-hmm. on a resume, and there are so many things that all of us do as we bump into others that I don't think get the recognition that they should. They don't have a title mm-hmm. and yeah. it breaks my heart. I could cry about it. So mm-hmm. thank well, you for, you know, thank you not, for uh, being you where you are and loving people so well. Like you just yeah. like that needs to be like senior vice president of loving people. Like, why don't we have that? Aww. You know? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like they don't get I want a shirt that says CEO, Chief Encouragement Officer. There it is. (laughs) There's your, there you are. So you could say, hey, what do you do? I'm a CEO. Uh I encourage (laughs) my people. I love it. (laughs) Yes, yes. Well, Heather, I'm crazy proud of you. You're killing it. Love you. I'm just thankful that God has entrusted us where he's entrusted us and that we can trust him that it's enough Mm -hmm. and and that he's doing stuff we can't see, you know, always behind the scenes. and his will is the safest place. So let's stick yeah. it, stay in it. But Absolutely. Grateful for you. Thanks Love for you. being with me.
I'm such a fan of Courtney. I'm thankful that she is in my life. I'm also in awe of just watching my friends walk with God and their stories. And even after we've recorded this, God is doing something in Courtney's story. He is showing her that he sees her. He sees her gifts and her talents, and he has a place for her. He's not forgotten about her. She hasn't missed out. He's just prepping the next right space for her. And so I want to encourage you. If you're in that season of waiting, if you're feeling like you're on the sidelines watching life pass you by, God sees you. He hasn't forgotten you. You have value. You have worth because of what he says about you. And so I'm going to pray over you so that you remember, Lord, I thank you for each person listening. I thank you for each mom, each dad. I pray that you would bring to mind your love and your care and your value of them, that you see them as worthy and significant right where they are. I pray, Lord, that we would trust you in the seasons and the spaces that feel smaller than what we're capable of, that we can trust that you are prepping us for something different or that you are walking us through a season. I pray, Lord, that you would help us if you're giving us a space that feels too big, that we could trust that you are capable of doing the things that we can't see and that we can trust you. I pray, Lord, that we would walk with you better, that we would choose to invite you into our lives, that we would connect with you in the moment-to-moment decisions and worries, that we would surrender them to you, God. And Lord, just believe that there are unseen ripple effects of every moment of our lives. And if we truly leaned on you and trusted that you see the big picture, we would have such peace and clarity and confidence in filling those spaces. And Lord, I just pray all that for you and for the people listening. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, y'all, for listening to this series. We have one more with my friend, Carrie Trotter. And again... Right Where You Belong is available wherever books are sold. We still have that free quiz. If you go to my website, heathermcfadion.com forward slash R-W-Y-B, it's the first letters in the title, Right Where You Belong, you're going to find all the places you can order it. You're going to find a link to that quiz. The quiz is just four questions and it helps you figure out where you are on this journey. Do you need help identifying your space? And we have a PDF for you. Do you need help filling it? And discernment, we have a PDF for you. Do you need permission and a reminder that God is with you? We have a PDF for you. And as a Don't Mom Alone listener, I'm giving you a special code that is good until the end of June that gets you 40% off of the book from the Baker Bookhouse link. If you find, go look at the Baker Bookhouse link for the book. It's 40% off, free shipping. If you use the code, you belong, spell out you, Y-O-U, belong, 40 the number, uh, the four and the zero. So You Belong 40 is going to be the code that gets you 40% off the book, which I think makes it like $10 and a few cents and free shipping. So go get a copy for your friends. Go read it together. Also, the audiobook is now available. So if you're a listener, you can do that too. If you've already received your copy, a huge help would be to leave a review. Right now on Amazon, I have one review from my friend Kim. (laughs) If you ordered from Amazon, you're reading it, you love it put a review in. We're going to have a giveaway coming up. Be ready for information on that. I'm going to announce that uh, this week on Instagram and through my email. And it's going to be a giveaway that includes a gift card and a one-on-one time with me 
So I don't want you to miss out on that. So start reading your books when you get them. Tag me. If you're reading it and you're like, wow, this is the space I feel like God's assigning me. I would love to know that. I would love to know that these words are influencing you and helping guide you and encouraging you. So, all right, I've rambled long enough. Thank you all for listening. I'll see you here next week. Adios. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Don't Mom Alone podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more people and more resources to help remind you that you're not alone, head over to don'tmomalone.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guests. Most importantly, I want you to know the good news, the great news that you're not alone because God has promised to always be with you. With faith in Jesus Christ, the one who died for you and rose again, Jesus said when he left, he was going to leave a helper, a comforter to be with us. God in us, moms, that's superpower. So while you're washing dishes at your kitchen sink, while you're driving to and from work, while you're feeding that baby late into the night, while you're cleaning sticky floors, God promises to be just as present with you as when you're worshiping in a church pew. As it says in Zephaniah 3:17, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Now that's good news. Have a great day.